Hello, Shamai. Welcome to the Run Wales podcast, a podcast to hopefully inspire, encourage and support social running. You don't have to be a runner to listen to this. In fact, the whole series has been tailored to get people out running. But in the same breath, it'll hopefully be an exciting listen if you're already out there. Don't forget to follow us on our socials at Iron Wales. And if you're looking for a running group or more information, do pop by our website, which is also at Iron Wales. Happy running! this week's episode, Hannah and Drew are joined by Carwin and Dale, who tell us all about their running friendship. Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Run Wales podcast. Hopefully you've been listening to the rest of the series so far. If you haven't, you can catch up episodes 1 to 8 prior to this one. But as always for episode 9, I'm joined by Hannah from Run Wales. Hannah, how are we? Good, yourself? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good. Uh, how's your week been? Has, has your running been going well? Have you been getting out there? Has you had any things holding you back? I'm still injured. I'm still... Remember, I got shot. Did I tell you this, that I got shot? I think so, yeah. I don't think you made it sound as dramatic as you were shot. I think, no, it's the, I think the, the story has is, 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 is extended since then. But that's the drama has escalated with it. Yeah. Well, I got shot, basically, which wasn't shot. It was just my calf going twang. Right. Um, okay. So still, I'm still resting, unfortunately, which is not much fun. Well, better to rest it than uh, push it and then end up with two two bad calves, possibly two bad hamstrings, possibly. That's no way yeah, that, that is true. Although I would love the drama of that, as we know. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, you know, I'd need a wheelchair then, wouldn't I? Yeah. You know, <laughs> to go to Tesco's and stuff. So. <laughs> Well, uh, this episode, I think, from what I gather, is a bit of a change of pace. But I'm in the dark, really, of what we're doing today with this episode. I, yeah. I don't know who our guests are. I don't know what to expect. So could you sort of fill me in and the audience in on what, what's happening with this episode? You're in for a treat with this one now, OK? So I was really keen to get... So first of all, we've got Drew and Car- um, Dale, you were Drew, Dale and Carwin with us today. Um, so let me, ta- let me take you back, right, to a couple of Fridays ago when I was running. Okay, you ready for this? If we could add mood music now, I'd add it, but we can't, okay? Because we haven't paid that license. So basically, um, a couple of Fridays ago, I was running. Um, I was doing a bit of a route plan for a, a program I'm working on. And um, two boys run past me. And I was like, oh, two boys have run past me. And I hope they didn't just see me grabbing my knickers out my shorts. Because that had previously, because it was bad weather this Friday, and I was having a few like knicker problems, as us women do when we're running in the rain. And anyway, these two boys run past me, and then like a couple of feet later, they stopped. So I checked behind to make sure it wasn't me they were looking for, but it was me. Okay. And they were like, "Do you want to? Do you want us to run with you?" And I was like, "Oh no, no, you carry on. I'll slow you down like we do." And then I recognised Karen then because I know him through um, one of our previous running groups and stuff. And I run with the boys then um, back up to Merthyr Leisure Centre, and they told me their story, which is possibly one of the best stories I've ever been privy to on a run. Well, I think that was a dramatic pause. He was meant to come in a bit quicker then with that ooh drill. <laughs> <laughs> ah, right. I apologise. Um, ooh. Thank you. That's what I wanted. So I'll give you a really condensed, quick version, just so that we're all on the same page, and then the boys can tell you their story. So okay. the boys have been running together now for about a year, okay. But the the fascinating bit, and I hope you don't mind me saying this, Dale is that Dale used to be a lot bigger than what he is. Okay, he's lost a lot of weight through running. 
Okay. And the story starts with that, really. Okay? So I'm going to hand you over to Dale now. Dale, tell us what happened. Because, honestly, this is one of the best stories I've ever had. Uh, I know. From the start. Right. From the start. From the, the Twitter. Ah, I, uh, I was trying to play football for Penn Adam. And uh, during one game, I had a load of abuse, which carried on after on Twitter. Where I was being called fat, and so I quit playing football and almost gave up on everything. So, and, uh, how long ago was this deal? And what, uh, what, what was, position you playing? I was playing goals. Okay. I was too big to play out. I've never played out. It's always too big. But I've never really thought of my size being an issue. Right. Until until you hear it from other people. And you say about abuse, like football, unfortunately, is sort of synonymous with chanting and abuse from the stands. Yeah. I think people quite quickly overlook how damaging, how hurtful that can be. Because, yeah, it can be. Oh, well, you know, you can take it. It's only a bit of fun. It's only a bit of fun. But it's only a bit of fun until it's not, isn't it? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit that, of fun then, when it's on the game, isn't it? Yeah, but it, it went from just sort of doing the match to extending to Twitter as well. Yes, yes. And uh, who, who, who was involved in this? Was it sort of opposing fans, opposing team? Just yeah, it was, it was uh, fans from the other team, it was. Yeah, it right, was, right. Um, this is mean, isn't it? It's horrible. Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not keen on things like this anyway. And I'm, you know, and it was, and I, like when you told me this on the road, I was like mortified for you because I think people are, yeah. you know, and I think they're quicker to be horrible on Twitter than any other platform for some reason. Exactly. Which is, you know, probably speaks for Twitter itself, I suppose, but... Yeah, I, I tend to stay away from Twitter, but I think people are very quick to type things. Yeah. Perhaps they wouldn't say you went to someone in person. But, but on, on a positive note, this was then, whilst I'm sure not very pleasant, this was a bit of a stimulus to get you out yeah, and was, moving? It wasn't at first. It was, uh, it was just a motive for me to quit doing what I was trying to do. I quit playing football and I just continue doing what I was normally doing, just being sat around. And it wasn't until uh, January I really thought I needed to lose weight when I realised I was struggling to walk up the stairs and get off a set B. So which January are you talking about? 2021 uh, or... 2020. 2020. So we're looking yeah. at about, about 13 months into you as sort of running yeah. journey now. Yeah. Um, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've listened to all the other episodes of the podcast, Dale, but I was just sort of remind anyone who has no listening... We don't talk about personal best. We coined the phrase personal journey. It's not about yeah. personal best or running. It's about your personal journey and, and how you approach running and what running means for you. So 30 months into your personal journey, how and why did you go from, I can't play outfield in football, now I'm going to run. How did you take that? This, this is the good bet. This right. is the yeah. good bet. I, uh, I had to start dieting. Yeah. Because obviously I needed to, do, to lose weight. I've never, ever believed that I could run or do any sort of running. That's why I've never played outfield. So I started doing some training in the house, and Carolyn was nagging me to go for a run with him. And as everybody, who excuse the expression, who is fat and unfit, says, no, I'm not running with you because you're too fast, is what I said to him for about three months, I think it was. Yes. And he, he just pushed me all the time, said, come on, come running with me, I'm going to run with you. I'll run with you, I'll stay with you. That's the whole point of me helping him. And he managed to get me to go for my first 
running session. I think it was in the end of March, maybe the beginning of April. Did the fact that we were perhaps plunged into lockdown at that point to make it a bit more motivating? Like, it's something to do, something to keep me active, something to keep my mental health in check, perhaps? Yeah, it was definitely, definitely as soon as we went into lockdown, it was more, uh, well, I need to get out now because otherwise you're going to be stuck in getting worse. And spiraling down and perhaps in these bad habits intensifying and, and, and going deeper and deeper into what perhaps what was a little bit maybe of a of a mental sort of uh, a dip for you. Yeah, yeah, because obviously if I was being stuck in the house due to the due to the lockdown, I would probably ended up being stuffed with chocolate and crisps <laughs> like I was. And... Like the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, uh, he really turned me around, he did. So, Carwin, um, all we know about you so far is that uh, you, you, you're you a bit of a nagger and you're quite a fast runner. Um, but other than that, we don't know anything about you. Um, how are you, what's your Dale's relationship? How do you know each other? And why did you decide to step in and help him become get set off on his personal running journey? Well, to be honest, I was always closer to Dale's brother rather than Dale. But it wasn't until last January when he started trying to diet and start to lose weight. That we actually had something in common because we do, even though we've worked together, we never really talked. Right. But then once he started talking about exercise, obviously I started getting a bit closer to him and finding this out. And when he told me then, saying, oh, I can't run, I've never run, I'm never going to be able to run, I told him, Don't be stupid, anybody can run. And that's what I offered to help him out then. So I think no matter what size you are, anybody can run, it's just starting. So I think it's it's obviously there's a friendship and there's a, a sort of a personal interest there and you want it to be helpful and help deal out, but it's quite a perhaps a difference or a disparity between your fitness levels and your ability to run and your confidence and everything goes with that. How did you get Dale running without sort of making him feel like it was a bit much for him or intimidated by what you were trying to do? I tried to encourage him a lot by saying that I can train myself in my own time. Yeah. I'm happy to give him my time to help train him. I felt that it's better for me to help him get along his journey than it is to improve my own journey. So no matter how much time I give him, I knew he'd always give me 100% back. Um, well, we had this conversation when we ran, didn't we? Because when you yes. stopped um, in front of me and you were like, we'll run with it. And I was like, no, no, you carry on. I'll slow you down. And like, I always say to people, because I get out a lot, like I'm not no, by no means fast, but I always yeah. get people, people think that because I run, anyway that they're going to hold me back and I'm like yeah. I wouldn't offer to run with you if I didn't want to but it's really hard to take that on board sometimes isn't it and and like Dale you were saying like you offered to pay Catherine at one point yeah. no yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, just offered to pay for all his time he was giving me oh so how did you approach our very first run I'm sure the first run was the hardest perhaps but yeah. I'll let you tell us about that how do you approach and plan your first run what how do you feel prior to doing it and well I didn't I didn't feel confident at all uh I never have but you know he reassured me all the time uh he took me out of the way he took me onto a football pitch so I wasn't gonna get seen I wasn't gonna feel embarrassed um, and he, he really did help me along and it sort of gave me the confidence of the first one to turn up the second time and then the third time and then I was it and then they were running over mountains doing marathons and stuff so <laughs> but sorry I'm jumping in I got stuck to him I did rather than the running <laughs> <laughs> and this is the thing you know that like when you get a running buddy that's that's the end of it then and it's... Well, he's, he's, 
pretty much saved my life. He changed my life. So. Oh. <laughs> so over this 13, 14 months now, the first run, we don't talk about distances and time so much, but I think it is worth sort of illustrating that. How far and sort of how long were you running initially and, and, uh, and how sort of difficult sort of did you find that in terms of like perceived exertion and how challenging it was for you? Well, the, the first the first time I was running with him, I struggled to do, uh, I think it was a lap of two football fields on the bowl. I proper struggled to do him. Uh, he, he gradually got me, and I think the 20th of April, I think it was when I cut. Yeah, yeah. I ran my first mile, and it took me I think, just under fifteen minutes to run a mile downhill. So we started off with around about six hundred, eight hundred meters, and, and yeah. sort of over that first month, you progressed up to a mile, which is, mile. you know, to and some then, to some people listening, that might sound like a long distance. But I, I did this start to start gradually feeling easier and and, and sort of a little bit quicker and a little bit less. No, no, for no, for a bit. The the distance was. Uh, was the first thing to concentrate on. We went from a mile. And when I realised he was putting in loads of effort, I put it in my mind that I had to really push so he could have more time for himself. So with that being in the back of my mind, I was pushing harder to get a distances. And I think uh, the end, no, beginning of May, we done my first 5K, which took us uh, a little over half hour, I think. Yeah. And then it, then it was a 10k just after, and after that was uh, was when the time started coming down after about two months, when he forced me to run my first half marathon distance. <laughs> he forced me. <laughs> I almost gave him COVID as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 he, uh, yeah. He 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 drove it into me that I was able to, uh, I was able to, with my mindset to be able to complete an half marathon, and we done it. Yeah, I can't remember what date it was, but I think it was in June. June, I think, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I love about this as well, though? Like, you you said at the beginning then that, like, you didn't want to go because of your confidence. You, you know, like, you went up to a football field because you didn't want anyone to see you. And I think we hear that women struggle with this so often. Yeah. But we never hear a man say yeah. And I do think we're all in the same boat, except men don't speak about it. And I think what you've just done on this podcast now to say that out loud, I think that's fantastic. And I think more, you know, men who feel like they, they can't run and things. And like, we don't hear those sides of the stories. And I think that's brilliant. And I think like, obviously I've been following you now since this run and like our run. And then like the things you guys are doing out there with other people and things, it's just fantastic. It's amazing. It is, it's... Uh... You, you don't think of men being um, inconfident to to run. You think men can do anything. But once you, well, I was, I was never, ever confident to run on the road. I'd make an excuse not to walk down the street because it was that bad. Because you were so self-conscious. Yeah, after after the, um, I had all that incident with the football, that's when I started to feel... I, I you know I don't want to go out in the street and walk. I'd rather I'd rather get in the car. Um, so I think us men though got it just as bad because you know I feel I'm okay running now. I still feel the pressure when I'm out running now. Right? Is that car looking at me? Is that car looking at me? And say so you start struggling up a hill, you don't want to stop because you still worry now. Like are people judging? Oh my god, he stopped to go up a hill, that sort of thing. So I think it's yeah. always going to be a slight pressure whether you're going out or not. 
And I, I think it's really important that men talk about that as well. Because oh, I think like, we never see that side of things. Like I said, women are really vocal about it now. And I think, you know, we needed to be to get to this point, you know, that the, the women are yeah. running and things. But but I think we've been not, not neglecting men's confidence by any means. But, you know, we don't hear these things. And I think it's it's really important that we do, that and that we yeah, talk that about we- it. Yeah. yeah, I think I think that's, that's a really sort of valid point, and, and it's uh, perhaps in terms of the, the male-female dynamic, and you're outnumbered today this evening, you've got, you've got three three men on the show, and hey. stuff, but, <laughs> but you're, you're absolutely right, and I've been guilty of it, like you said, Karen, about running up a hill, I might be walking a bit, doing a run, because I get catch a breather, as soon as somebody comes along, I start running again, because I think, oh, yeah, I, don't wanna, I don't want yeah. to see me walking, you know. Um, to the point where I nearly tempted to say, oh, I've already done five miles, you know, which wouldn't be true, which wouldn't be true at all. But you're right, that person doesn't know where you've been, doesn't know where you're going and doesn't doesn't even know what you're doing, to be honest. And perhaps it's true that they don't really care either. Um, but I think it's, it's perhaps more difficult for Dale to talk about himself than perhaps you to talk about Dale despite sort of being in front of him, Caroline. How have you seen yes. Dale's confidence change and grow through from the start of this journey and over the last 13, 14 months? I've definitely seen him change as a person because he has gone from this quiet boy and quiet in ways to he would when he exercise he didn't he didn't want to go run in the road he couldn't run on the road to now he's the one nagging me where are we going to run to are we going to run a forty mile are we going to run a fifty mile whereas before he couldn't run three hundred meters you know what I mean <laughs> his confidence has come on leaps and bounds you've created got a from, monster yeah like when we first met and that he's always just worn t-shirt. And shorts because he couldn't get in any nice clothes. But now, obviously, now he's lost, gone down quite a few sizes. Starting to see him dress up smart. He's excited to wear jeans and a shirt on the weekend. Whereas before, he wouldn't even make that effort because he was so subconscious about himself. How much weight have you lost now, Dale? Uh, eight stone now. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well done. Yeah, I suppose I said that on that run. I was like, you've literally lost a person. That's amazing. And it's, it's been quite a, it seems from the story so far, it seems like quite a quick progression and quite a quick sort of uh, development. Has, have you, have, have, have Dale helped you at all during this period, Karen? Because you've talked about how you were the faster runner, or he, he said you were the faster runner and you wanted to run in your own time. But how has Dale helped you in the process? It's helped me realise how much I love running for a start, rather than just going out. Because before I go out and run a mill, yeah. and it became like a chore. As much as I love doing it, was, oh, I've got to run today, I've got to run this. And I'd book the odd race just to make me run. Yeah. I think with Dale coming with me now, he's also he's made me fall in love with running again. Now good you can feel from running. And he's also, he's made me get faster. Because <laughs> as, <he's laughs> as he's caught me up, I've had to get quicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's good to hear. And like Hannah mentioned about so people being supportive and people are tracking. Obviously, social media or the negative aspect of social media has perhaps been the stimulus behind all this. Have you been tracking your sort of journey and, and, and progress as you've gone along, Dale, via social media? I have uh, I have started. Um, Carwin has been nagging me to do it for for several months and I turned it off because obviously I didn't want to go back through that yeah. experience I had. But I have recently started and I've started posting uh, a lot of my runs and um, my weight loss on it. And I'm trying to advertise because I want to try and help people who who have been in my position, who are yeah. who are in my position. Oh, in that position, yeah. Yeah. So I want to try and advertise it so I can go and help people and help them feel how Carwin's made me feel. 
Well, I think I think it's definitely part of being on this podcast is an inspiring story for us, our listeners now who are thinking, actually, you know, if if if, if Dale who's, who's been so honest and frank about his sort of lack of confidence can overcome these issues, perhaps they can do the same. But was it quite cathartic getting back on social media after what happened? And do you feel as if you've you've beaten that demon a bit now? Um when I when I when I got back onto the social media then I felt I was a different person. So yeah. They haven't really got that to take the piss out of me on. Yeah, yeah. So I have posted back to the people. Yeah. Me. <laughs> uh, I did send them photos of my before and afters. <laughs> but well, yeah, I do feel a lot more confident being on it. And if people, they aren't going to think the same with me. I'm, I'm fitter than most. There's a lot worse out there than me. And I would like to try and help a lot of them change the way they feel. So. so, as over this past sort of 13, 14 months, you've gone from the 5K to the 10K. It sounds like you've been hitting all the sort of uh, the traditional sort of distances people run. Um, have you done a full marathon yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have they done a full marathon? <laughs> Listen to this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Tell can... about the marathon, boys. Can we can explain the first one, yeah. <laughs> we can't the idea of... Um... Because we're locked down here, it's all about exercising from your home. Yeah. Because I, I went to Penavan the once. I went and parked by Penavan, went up there, come back down. It's like three miles, and I had quite a bit of grief of driving to somewhere to exercise. Yeah. Then when I got home, I had the idea. Oh, if I've got to exercise from my house, why don't I run? Wonder if I can run to Penavan and back. So then I managed to convince Dale as well and do it. So we done. I think it worked out as twenty-seven miles. So we mm-hmm. run from Merthyr. All the way up to Penavan up the mountain and back. So where did so, you start in Merthyr then? Where did we start in Pant? Pant, yeah. In Merthyr. Pant, okay. So for those who are listening who are not familiar with the, the, the geography of, of, of wonderful Merthyr Tidville, that's sort of the, the, the north part of Merthyr Tidville, yeah, yeah. heading up then, heading north up towards Brecht and up towards Penavan. And did you, did you get to the peak of Penavan as well? Yeah, we ran to the peak. Okay. In the snow. In the snow, yeah. So not, not just, to, the snow is up to our waist. <laughs> not just any marathon for your first marathon, up no. over the highest mountain in Wales and in Trenches. Trenches? Trenchel? Can I use that word now? Did you just coin a new phrase that was Trenchel and treacherous in the same words? Honestly, I'm so excited about that that I've just done that. I was like blindsided then. I was like, Trenchess, that's amazing. In walking boots, so they run a marathon up over the highest mountain in South Wales in really bad snow in walking boots when it was very treacherous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what we really want to know is, did you take the traditional photo at the top looking like Sylvester Sloan in Cliffhanger? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <With> frozen gloves, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So at what point, where, when was this then? This would have been, what, which, which month? January, three, January, yeah, three months ago. January, so approaching, approaching a sort of year of running. Um, when you think back to when you started running, could you possibly imagine nine, ten months later you would have been running a marathon at the Penavon? When I started running in April, I couldn't imagine running a mile by the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I never thought I'd ever run a marathon, even when I started running, and I didn't think I'd ever, I didn't think I'd run a half marathon until he made me believe it. So when he said about doing it, I had no reason to disbelieve him. 
So I said yes, as I always say yes to his bad <laughs> <laughs> expertise. <My> ideas. <laughs> yeah. Like the, the like I said, I've been following you now on um, Instagram and Facebook, and and like like I get, you've taken your wife out on the couch to five k journey now, on you? So yeah. it's, it's impacted your family now as well. Yeah, but uh, even the kids have asked me to take them out for little runs because they want to get into running. And obviously, my wife has started walking for, gosh, um, Great Ormond School Hospital. Okay. All right, yeah. Uh, she's oh. doing that. She's decided that uh, she wants me to help her do a couch, uh, couch to 5K. So Amazing. Amazing. Well, I think it's I think it's really important about how let me talk about as, as, as being men, but also as male role models as well, how you sort of uh, project yourself onto your children and how they copy your yeah. habits, your good habits and your bad habits. Do you find this quite it's quite important or is it uh, sort of to get out of those bad habits and, and perhaps model this better behaviour to your children? Yes, definitely. Definitely. I've 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 pretty much stopped them doing a lot of stuff because I haven't been able to have the energy to go out. So yeah. Uh, I haven't been able to go out for walks with them or uh, take them out on their bikes because I've never been able to get up and do it. But since since I've been uh, running and getting fitter, I make any excuse I can to take them out when <laughs> when we got the time. Uh, I take them for a walk every Sunday morning. Uh, take them out um, around on their bikes if I have to. They come running with me, and it's just it's just been so nice to be able to get them out and do what they've wanted to do. Mm. And what, what sort of, you said about you want to sort of chart your journey now and, and perhaps motivate and inspire other people um, for yourself and, and you as well, Calvin. What's, what's next now on the list of challenges? You, you feel you're pushing each other a bit harder now that you've both um, you've, you've conquered the mark on the pen of van. You sort of, what's, what's next for both of you now? Well, we have got another one. We've recently done, I don't know if you've seen it, the David Goggins Challenge. We've got to do four miles every four hours for 12. 48 hours. Four days. Every four, four hours. Four days. Hours. Hours. Yeah. Recently, um, complete, recently completed that. How did you find that then? Because obviously that's two full days. That's sort of very intrusive on sleeping patterns. It's, it's perhaps uh, means a couple of sick days from work. <laughs> but how, how did you sort of structure and manage that? Well, I think it wasn't too bad because we had a th- us two and there was another person who was doing it anyway. The three of us, we were able to motivate each other all the way through. Yeah. And obviously, with the structure, we pre-planned, like, are oh, we going to eat now? We're going to try and sleep. The most sleep we had was an hour and a half, and then we had to get back up and go again. Yeah. But I we also it. had a lot of people who came out and run with us. Like, the one run, we had 11 or 12 of us all running together because people yeah. come to help us. Yeah. So that made a massive difference. Yeah, it was really motivating having other friends coming to run with us. Yeah. It's really good. But so- with our challenges, now we've done that 4 by 4 for 48 the other boy, his friends have said to him, why don't you just do the 48 straight off? So I think that's going to be our next challenge. I was just trying to run 48 hours in one hit. 48 hours? Uh, 48 miles, sorry. 48, 48 miles. miles. Sorry. 48 that could be miles. the next one, maybe. 48 uh, miles. Ideally, uh, I'll have to pack him. <laughs> <laughs> the, next <laughs> the next one has to be 48 miles or play in one hit to stop it. So that's, that's Penavan. I'm back. I'm back to Penavan. I'm back to Penavan again. Well, that's, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, when have we got our plan for? It's going to be in the summer, so we got the longer daylight and we to do it. Yeah. yeah. We've got a few marathons lined up as well, I mean. Yeah. 
Look at that. Feel my other thumbs like. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing though. Absolutely nothing. Dale, tell us though as well. This is the bit that made my ears perk up when we were running. Dale is writing a book now mm. about the experiences and stuff. And I think, you know, like I, that's my my background as well. And this is how I like I absolutely changed my life through running and especially through writing the book. And I just think like you're already inspiring so many people. Just get it on paper, get it down. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've uh, started writing. It's like an autobiography, really, come a diary for this year, saying how I've never believed in myself and and now anything is possible. And it really is running. Anybody can run. I don't care who you are, how big you are, anybody can run. So like these two strands to this, Drew, that is like my, like, this is why it's my favourite. So it's obviously one of my favourite stories because of what Dale's been through, you know, like the horrific Twitter experiences and stuff like that. But it's also the friendship as well that has got him through it. And I think when you combine the two, this is a really special story. Yeah. Well, also, it's been, um, I, I didn't know who was having, our guests were going to be this afternoon on this episode. I didn't know what we were going to talk about. I think... What you sort of talked about today both is exactly what we're trying to put across this podcast, getting people out there, take a bit on their own personal journey and to hear what you've achieved and what you've done in such a short time, especially, and to take such a big turn, a big sort of 90 degree or 180 turn on your life. It's really inspiring and really sort of motivating and it's really uplifting as well. So I hope you, uh, I'm sure, I'm sure Catherine has told, I'm sure other people have told, but I hope you realise just how inspiring and uplifting it is, Dave. Yeah, yeah, I have started to realise it. Um, I've had a few people message me about taking them out for running, so it's quite nice that you are inspiring people and you there is people willing to change because of they've followed my story or they've heard my story. Um, and it's always nice for people to say how well I'm doing. So to have other people ask me to help them, just like Carwin helped me, is what I really want to do. So... Well, if you could go down the route of you help two people and each of those people help two people and so on and so on. Yeah. Soon enough, everyone's going to be out there running and, and trying to be the best version of themselves. Uh, if anyone does want to get in touch or um, sort of follow what you're doing, not to argue or anything like that, just to sort of keep an eye on, on how your progress is coming along. How can people get in touch? Follow me on all my social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter and uh, Instagram. What is your handle for Instagram? Uh... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Asking one on sport. <laughs> that's, that's somebody that doesn't use in uh, social media, that is. I'll, uh, um, I'll share some of his stuff when, when the podcast goes out and things. So if people want to look back at uh, the Run Wheels things, we'll, we'll share his profile and things. Yeah, you can share it all three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, uh, James, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. Just to sort of wrap up, a couple of questions. Caroline, we, we all sort of focus on Dale a lot, but I think. You know, there wouldn't be a deal if there wasn't if it wasn't a Carwin in this story. Um, what have you taken from these last fourteen months yourself? I've taken the fact that I think it's all down to mindset, and if you can change someone's mindset, then as Dale's proven, they can change their whole lives. Yeah. And I think a lot of people need to realise that if somebody's that guy offered Dale, offering the chance, come on, I come and help you run. More people need to start saying yes. This is just going to show that one yes can have such a compounding effect on your whole life. Yeah, yeah. A lot more cans rather than can't. Yeah, yeah. Doing it. And, and Dale, if there's anyone who's thinking, oh, like, I, it sounds good, it sounds appealing, but I, I just don't think I can do it. Is there anything you would say to them? Yeah, don't believe that. You can do it. 
So say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. The biggest, the biggest thing I've got is instead of I can't, is just change it to I can try. Because not everyone can straight away. Nobody can yeah. run a mile straight away. Nobody can run a marathon. But as I've always said to Dale, or I say to my own partner, my fiance, instead of just saying I can't, to say I can try. Yeah. Oh, going to that's have a amazing. Go. At least going to have a go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love have it. I can try. I can try. Gentlemen, we uh, we very much look forward to keep in touch and uh, keep keeping an eye on what you're doing with your challenges and your progress and uh, keep us up to date when the book's coming out there. Look forward to that. Yes. Um, thank you very much for joining us on episode nine of the Run Wheels podcast. Hannah, if people want to get in touch with us, where can they uh, where can they get in touch with us? As usual, I run Wales. Anything across the socials or the website, we are there. And uh, we'll hopefully see you. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast. Tell a friend and, and uh, share it with your, your, your running buddies or future running buddies. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Thank, Thank, you. You. Thank you, boys. Bye. Bye. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope we've inspired you a little bit. Like we said, do check out Iron Wales for further information and come and say hello at Iron Wales on our socials. Keep running.